0: Log Talk Radio Look in my What do you see? The And during
1: the few moments that we
0: have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
1: the one, the only, Brian Rails. Who the fuck y'all? And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I will be discussing with you the Undisputed Era Evolution storyline angle is very similar. You know, Randy Orton, Kyle O'Reilly, two different men with, you know, different talents, different attributes, obviously. So question comes up or the question if you will will Kyle O'Reilly pull off the biggest upset and will the same thing happen that happened to Randy Orton when he became the youngest world champion at the age probably going to get it wrong of 22 23 years old somewhere in that range Kyle O'Reilly had a lot riding for him he won the first ever number one contenders gauntlet match and so, is there going to be a dissension in the ranks? That is the question that looms over undefeated. Here, who's been together for almost four years now, almost four years. They arrived on the scene at a takeover in Brooklyn, which I was at. I remember Kyle O'Reilly. I remember Bobby Fish. I know that Adam Cole was there because these guys have been to a cohesive unit. And you know, Cameron Grimes brought up an interesting point a few weeks ago, saying you're not a, you're no Adam Cole. <laughs> and of course, just like that, the Yankees blow the fucking me, Really? Sorry, fellas. I was just. uh Watching the game and now it's a tie game. This is bullshit. Anyways, um, back to pro wrestling, though. If I'm going with an interesting angle, undisputed era, maybe it's time. Maybe it's, it's bad timing if you keep them to, you know, if you keep them to the fact that Kyle O'Reilly wins the championship, just just gonna point that out. Yeah. I would say that it'd be very interesting, by the way, wrestle underscore radio for questions. If you have any, Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com. Oh, I'm just watching the replay, guys, you know, just like the rest of us in New York. This is a very, very interesting game, so. Sorry, my focus is not totally on pro wrestling, guys. I apologize. But I do have a podcast that's full of now, and I can fit it all in. So, What's the call? What's the call? What's the call? Attention shouldn't be on the TV, really. Thank you, Nadine, for pointing that out. But no, seriously. Um okay, so Shotzi Blackheart and oh, Dakota Kai. Very interesting match for Kel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley. I think if you ask me, Shotzi Blackheart's definitely an up and coming. And either or if he would baby face, I think this is going to be really you know, one of those uh, women that come up to the main roster and just basically show everybody have a good time or basically when the crowds come back. I cannot wait to see Shopsy at in, uh, NXT TakeOver. She's really good. And the psychology in the match was really good too between Shopsy and Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, yes, I agree. For Raquel Gonzalez's timing in the match, when it comes to distractions and, you know, getting up at the perfect time, like I said, keyword, timing, very, very good. Shotzi Blackheart ended up getting the victory because Rhea Ripley came and, assist, not assisted, but, you know, helped out because Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley, if, if I'm not mistaken they eliminated a lot of people in that battle Royal last week for the uh, number one contender spot. Obviously a good choice with Candace because you need a contrast to Io Shirai and who better to do so. I will look at the results now that I'm you know, watching the game, which I don't know if the Indians are going to take the lead, but they probably will. <clears throat> do 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 NXT results. I watched it, but Cameron Grimes tried an open challenge, and first guy got stomped. Second guy got stomped by Ridge Holland, a newcomer. I got to say, folks, if you want to see an ass-whooping the size of the entire universe... Watch Cameron Grimes get his ass handed to him, and it was an open invitation. I like everyone's got an open invitation match going on. You know, AEW's doing open invitation matches, and now WWE's doing it. You know, tomato, tomato. It is what it is. So, TakeOver 31 is this Sunday, and you saw a preview for Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. 15 year uh, journey, if you will, Mr. O'Reilly. So, Oh, goodness. Um, Let's see here. So, Shawn Michaels was the hostess, and they let shit fly. They did bleep out the word bullshit, which is okay. Shotzi Blackheart versus Dakota Kai in the very first match. And then you've got Cameron Grimes versus Joey Pistachio. Really? That's his name? That's, that's really sad. So... There's a cave-in, so obviously Squash. And then Cameron Grimes versus Ridge Holland. Reverie did call for the bow, which, you know, okay. Missed opportunity? No, just a teaser. Then, uh, Kushida versus Tony Neese. Kushida gets the win via submission. Adam Cole here's what Austin Theory had to say in the back because I believe that... Um, let's see here. No, okay, let's see here. So then, Austin Theory says, okay, if he is for real, you know, I could have beaten him. I should have been the one. <laughs> what i what coulda, have, shoulda. Have. I, I laugh because it's very, you know, enticing. Adam Cole beat Austin Theory, and it was, it was at least a lengthy match. And then Caden Carter versus Zai At the end, Zai ended up showing poor sportsmanship, you know, shoving Caden Carter, you know, wrestling. You know, shoved her to the floor. And then, you know, knocked away the handshake. There's something wrong. I think it's time for her to change, if you ask me. So Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano um, versus Io Shirai and Damian Priest. Candace Kitt's a low blow on Damian Priest. Ever the opportunist. I You know what? It gives it a different vibe, if you will, before TakeOver, because come to think of it, everyone thinks, oh, if it's a babyface victory, that must mean they're going to drop the fucking titles at TakeOver. I don't think so, folks, because we don't know what goes on inside the head of the man who books this shit. I mean, if they've had 31, imagine that, 31 takeovers. That's unprecedented, and it's, that's just amazing, And 31. 31 of these things. There's been takeover Portland. There have been Takeovers in the UK So I guess if you combine All of that genius Some may say well it was wasted Oh it was this it was that To me you know what folks It was professional wrestling At it's finest So I'm going to tell you As I watch the game, my opinion of NXT TakeOver, since I've been to quite a bit of them, not all 31, but I've been to a lot, every time they build a babyface or a heel victory, doesn't mean shit. Here's why. Because, yes, it builds momentum for the the team that won tonight, Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, and call it the Slingshot VET. I don't, I don't, I forget the name that Tom Phillips gave it, but it was a pretty unique name. And Candice LeRae, wicked stepchild or wicked stepsister, or whatever the fuck her finishing maneuver is, she's like, okay. I I don't know how to feel. It's like, do you like or do you dislike? I've met Candace at Wrestling Revolver. Um, you, know, you know, she's at her autograph table. She's pretty nice. And she's very relatable. So it's <laughs> it'll be interesting to see the match between Io Shirai and Candice. It'll also be interesting to see the North American Championship because Gargano has been a prior champion in the North American Championship to this. So very, very interesting. Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Makes you wish. Makes you wish that they were NXT Women's Tag Team Championships instead of just, you know, on the main roster. It's okay. Ultimately, folks, I will go over AEW Dynamite tonight. It's very... Oh, man, this entire week, you know what the one word to describe this entire week, even with the, I don't mention politics that often, but even with the debate, I thought I was watching um, a pro wrestling promo, or what the fuck, what's the best word to describe, chaos, I'm watching complete and utter fucking chaos, those for those of you asking if I watched it on here, that's fucking awesome, um, Anyways, folks, let's get back to wrestling. Let's get back to this fucking chaos on my show, damn it. But it's orderly chaos, man. That's the beautiful part about this shit, right? Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. What do we have here? Okay. The Balor and O'Reilly face-to-face. I will say that NXT does things much different than main kind of sort of. It's very similar. Not really. The structure is a lot different, dude, when it comes to NXT and main, Are they trying to groom them to be the same? I hope not. Because I think it'd be a really bad decision on their end. But, you know, we've seen and heard worse from WWE when it comes to uh, structuring things differently. And the exception to the rule would be different eras, you know. So... I hope that answers your question. If you have any questions, again, folks, it's Russell underscore Radio, Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com, and if you want at Brian Rails on Twitter, AEW Dynamite coming up. Okay, All right. I flip back and forth this time. I tell you what. I don't want to go after Bleacher Report. They pissed me off. Forbes? No. that re- <laughs> I flipped back and forth, those, but I did happen to fall asleep in between USA, ESPN. Okay. So, tonight on AEW, I did have a subtitle that... Taz being gold on commentary. Did best friends really? Ricky Starks versus Darby Allin. So Taz joined the commentary team. Oh my! I, I you know what? It's been a minute since I've heard him. You know from TNA and also used to be a former announcer when he came to World Wrestling Entertainment. So they have extensive background and commentary. I like the fact that when I listen to Taz, I don't it's not just be like, should I put it on mute? No. Yes, it's not just because thank you. Finally someone who will, you know, give the show I mean, Jr. gives it flavor. Shivani's obviously been experienced with WCW and and then some. But I liked Has. Anyways, so Darby Allen versus Starks. Okay, who won the fucking match? It just keeps going and going. Okay. Description okay, so Darby Allen wins the pencil. Okay, Allen able to counter and boot starts off. Allen with a coffin drop. That move, uh, geez, geez. unique, but also if, if by chance he goes and drops like that, the bump on the outside or the inside, is gonna hurt like a bitch. But this dude's a gun for punishment. I've seen it and evolve and I've seen it everywhere else. Revolver, uh, let's see here, there's a shit ton of things that Darby Allen will do that's out of the ordinary, and it's just like, my God, man, do you have nine lives or 9,000? Cody, okay. So, the only people who could call themselves the ace of the company... Kenny Omega, Akira Shida, John Moxley, or Brody Lee. Dasha then asks if Cody accepts Cody Lee's challenge to a dog collar match. Okay. Brody Lee and and they start brawling, so then Brandi Rhodes comes out and has a big sense on a bunch of dark... Okay. So, this is, like I said, this is complete chaos. it's not all that bad. I mean, I was flipping channels back and forth, and I did see some of this chaos. So let's see here. Backstage, Tony Schiavone, Tony Blanchard. have had a chance. We're supposed to wrestle best friends, but that didn't work. We wish those best friends were the Station Trophy guys. Dasha talks with SCU, Scorpio Sky, thinking about tonight's title match. Kazarian says they're going to become champs for the second time. Okay. FTR with Tully Blanchard versus SCU, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky with Christopher Daniels, AEW World Tag Team Champion. Shit. Okay. So <laughs> let's see what this – okay. I remember this part. Omega is focusing on a single sphere. That's what Page is that pages going to two. Blah, blah, blah. Sky lands a big dropkick on Harwood. So then he covers him for one count. Then I flip back and forth. And then Sky with a springboard cross body. Zarian hit a German suplex on Wheeler for a two. Like, AEW is just nonstop. And that's why. It's hard, <laughs> and um, I gotta say, no, dude. I'm I'm being dead serious. Like AEW's action, just it never fucking fails. You know. In the sense that it's either hard to keep up with or you're just like, wow, man, I got to sit down and actually watch this in slow-mo. And Chris, by the way, buddy, how's it going? I'm giving AEW a test run, right? I don't normally give them a shout. because I don't. That's just not me. <laughs> but you have a German suplex on Wheeler for two. So now the match is at ten because they give time limits before the match, which you know that's old school. All right, so Kazarian makes his way to the corner. Sky tags in. Let me get to the bread and butter of this. Tully sweeps Sky's leg, and then that's when the match turns around, right? Then Tully and Dax hold Sky's foot down for three. So a heel. A heel victory, so f t r wins the match i yeah, they're doing much better they are trust me they are doing much better <laughs> excuse me commentary announces an eight man tag you know eight man tournament single elimination with the finals at full gear. Winner gets a shot at AEW's World Championship. So, Chris Jericho with Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy with Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn. Goodness. Hardy's standing at ringside with a chair. Okay, I saw that part, and then I flipped back over. Jericho ends up on the floor, not surprised. Chris is always a mess, though. As far as, you know, like, I mean, he's always all over the place. He's keeping the fans entertained. He's a mess. It's hard to fucking clean that one up, isn't it? That, that you know, critique, that is. He sends Jericho into the ring and hits a rough senton and lands flat. We need to fucking critique a senton. And he lands flat. Jericho gets back up and takes Cassidy down. I think yes, I did see Luther at ringside, dude. I did see him, and Jericho just, you know, Jericho just did his thing and brawled, and then sat back over the top. Of this. The entrance looked a lot like old WCW with the higher, you know, entrance ramp, you know, to the ring. Anyways, so. Jericho and Hager starts swinging away on Luther and Serpentico or heading back up. So, as I said, AEW is very chaotic, and I was intrigued by some of it. So, Kip Sabian talks with Miro about wanting an epic bachelor party. I did see most of this. So, they went to the arcade, they played darts, they played axe target practice or whatever. Orange Cassidy with Best Friends versus Ken with John Silver and Colt Silver Five and Colt Cabana. Not gonna sit in their Twitter. So yes. A high impact spine buster is definitely a thing, yes for that's for sure. Tim takes Cassidy's glasses and gives them to John Silver. Tim lifts plants. Cassidy goes for the early 10. So, they mock Cassidy. Like I said, I never really got that into Orange Cassidy shit because it just dude puts his hands in his pockets and then I don't know. It's different, but it's not my cup of tea. It's not some people's cup of tea when they see a dude wrestle like that. I don't know, maybe you end up with a. going to fucking not hold back tonight. Maybe you end up with a fat lip if you're going to insult people by putting your hands in your pockets. This is pro wrestling, so you don't have to be traditional. And then it's going to sound contradictory. No, it's going to sound honest. This dude... To AEW fans, hey, hey, really? Some of you are like, oh, just relax, dude. Take it easy. He's just, you know, a different gimmick. Okay, so was Enzo Amore. So was Simon Gotch. And so was Aiden English. So was Blue Pants. You want to talk different gimmicks, I could, you know, go all night. But I'm not going to because... Uh, Orange Cassidy won the match. So, it's the Dark Order, best friends hug Cassidy at the top and splashes down. Whoever wrote this is very amateur. Also, let's see here. You see backstage, MJF heads to Chris Jericho's locker room with Wardlow. I lied. I gotta find a soundbite because this is... Of course, my friend, Of course. No, not Bleacher Report. Is it <laughs> Joshua Gangno? Come on, I gotta find a really good clip. Can you play it for me, sir? Aha. So Jericho follows him backstage. And I think, okay, so Shivani backstage, Clip, Clip, Clip Baker, no, I don't care. Like I said, I really honestly felt I'm to that point where AEW's women's wrestling has, you know, captivated an audience because it's way different than just straight up wrestling. It's, It's a blend of things. Let's just give them, you know, there's no cat fights, there's no Cesario S T R, blah, blah, blah. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Uh-huh. Here we are. Do me a favor. I invited you here, so can you just stop breathing down my neck? Uh, sure. uh, 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 uh. Great. Thanks. Hello.
0: What's going on, guys? Big party. Cool, cool. Oh, Chrissy, how's it going, Hi. bro? Relax. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm coming here to bear and gifts excited about it because I want to congratulate you on your big win. Really? I got it, man. I got it. Wow. Okay, here we go. What do you got? All right, numero uno. Let's see who this one's for. Wow. Oh, all right. And it is for. Look great, Hager. All right, big man. There's yours. Okay, let's see who else we got here to see what else we got here. uh There you go, big man. It's a killer. All right, all right. Who's next? Santana, my dude. Press jacket. And we got the champion, Chris Jericho. And then we got so uh, Low. Well, what's going on here, man? I know, I know that I got one. For him. What's going on here? Was it there? Was it there for you to pack in the box? This is so embarrassing. Um, Sam. I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, this was not intentional on my mother. I swear on my mother's life. I whatever, man. No, 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 no. Whatever, man. What, what are you doing in here? Huh? What the hell are you doing in here? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whatever, Max, what are you doing here? What the hell are you doing in here? Whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, I am simply
1: here to congratulate you on your victory. It's just like I said. I mean, well, sure. I mean, we appreciate this. You came in. You walked in the door. You've been following us around. These, these jackets are great, by the way. Thank you so Thank much. Thank I asked you a question a long time ago, and I'm kind of picking up what you're laying down here, right? So I'm going to ask you again. Do you want to join the inner circle? <laughs> Chris, I don't
0: want to be rude here, but I asked you a question a long time ago, and it was quite simple. You never got
1: back to me. Do you want me to join the inner
0: circle? Do you want to join the inner circle?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Do you want me to join the inner circle? Do you want? No, no, Do you
0: want me to join the inner circle? Do you want to join the inner circle? Do you want to the inner circle? Chris. Do you want? Stop. Just stop. Enough. Just stop. Hold on!
1: We're So, will he join, folks? Will he join, or won't he join? I, you know, it all depends. On whether or not they love going back and forth with this bromance, right? In the story, Angle is just a tease. Is MJF going to join Inner Circle, or will he not join in it? and You know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not as good as they are. But I got to say, that is interesting. now, Jericho's not dull at all. He's not ever been dull in his career. Whoever says that he's, you know, overrated, please stop. That's where... I know, I've said some really mean things about AEW. And I'm trying, my damnedest, to put a smiley face on. No. I'm just being honest, Chris is one of my favorite wrestlers to watch, because if he says anything... On camera, off camera, you know, behind the scenes, you listen. Man's been around for almost thirty years of his career, close to. Anyway, so growth wrestlers, trade wrestlers. Wait, 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 wait. Britt Baker uh, with Reba versus Red Velvet. So, Britt Baker, this is the part. I like Kaz and his advertisements. He's like Excalibur. You think you know everything, but you don't. Like I said, is he the gold mine? And asking that as a question, know, asking for a friend. <laughs> Anyways, folks, I've got twenty five minutes because of my own cycle babble. And by the way, disclaimer here: I do not own any of the rights to AEW Dynamite and that sound bite. And the story and the lines. That Chris Jericho and NJF. Probably just improvising. I didn't rehearse that shit. So anyways, folks, this is the point in the show where if you have children under the age of eighteen the following content includes or yeah, contains expletive language not suitable for minors under the age of 18. Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademarked podcast that was trademarked in Han, March 7, 2016. Any reproduction, likeness, or off the rails uncensored. Will be prosecuted in the court of law, and you will have a forty-five dollars fine on your hands for usage of the phrase "off the rails, uncensored." All right, folks, let's get this twenty-four minute party started. No, I'm just serious. Just get that rose out of my face, please. Thank you. My show did it. I say, which flower to be in front of my face? Ooh yeah. folks, I've already discussed with you at the beginning of the show, got distracted by my baseball team, and two, it begs the question, are we going to have another moment in the ring where Kyle O'Reilly's hoisted up on the shoulders of Bobby Fish and Will Adam Cole Celebrate with his compadre Or will You know other things happen as well So I mean There are certain things that one must wonder I mean what's it going to take For people to Kind of Throw in a bit of imagination here for a minute It's a bit of a copy and paste And so I don't know I honestly would hope that I'm serious Evolution had four members Ric Flair Randy Orton Batista and Triple H and it's the name right then you got Adam Cole Bobby Fish Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. I completely forgot about that one. Sorry, Roddy. But, I mean, one must wonder. It's not enough that, you know, Undisputed Era has won all the major titles in NXT, the Tag Team Championship, the North American Championship, the NXT Championship. Adam held that title for a while. I mean, he held it the longest, right? Now you have Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Is it giving Adam Cole time? You know, to finally have a life? Sure. But now you have a story, folks, if you will. A story of intrigue, a story that always is gonna be in the back of my mind. Are there going to be a very happy ending for Kyle O'Reilly? Parting of ways. and they are going to move Adam Cole up to the roster by himself? Maybe, maybe not. Are they keeping Undisputed together? Because it would be so awkward for them not to be. So, again... If you really think on this, with the way things are going, with the you know with the promo that was cut, actually not promo it was an interview with Shawn Michaels, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor went back and forth a lot, and one of the things that was said was. I wanted this prince to come to the table. I like this style. So, again, I like this. I I, I invite this is what Kyle O'Reilly said in response to Finn Balor. And Finn Balor was told that his ego was being stroked. If I pay attention. To what's going on. Nine times out of ten. Who knows what the ratio is. I don't you know. Whatever the percentage is. It's an interesting. Feeling. Because evolution. You know Randy Orton's. Reassurance that everything was going to be the same. Not necessarily When. Triple H gave the thumbs down, and boom, that was the end of Evolution. I mean, Evolution still remained a three-person group. You know, Triple H can make that, make anything work, dude. DX, NWO if it came to be, but that would be kind of awkward. No, 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 take it back. The Click in Madison Square Garden, yeah. I don't want to list defunct factions now. Defunct, I mean, DX is legend. Evolution depends on how you look at them. Oh, you want defunct, okay. Nation of Domination, Heart Foundation. Legendary groups, you know, for their time in wrestling, my friend. If you have any questions, again, wrestle underscore radio, folks. We're going to take a breather before I repeat myself in fucking circles like I normally do. But if you would like... To become a professional wrestler, slash commentator, referee, ring announcer, whatever you want to become, you can do so by going to monsterfactory.org, world famous Monster Factory located in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Invest in yourself and make your dreams come true in becoming a professional wrestler and or commentator and or referee or whatever your, whatever your flavor, man. Monster Factory can definitely help you with plans, payment plans now. For more information, go to monsterfactory.org. Do not email the office so often. There is a phone number located on the website if you have questions. And also, if you have questions, please don't waste the time of the dude, not just the dude, the man the head coach, the trainer, and the owner of the world-famous Monster Factory, Danny Cage. Very, very nice gentleman. You know, I've met him twice now at his super camps. I hope to go to one of those again. You won't be disappointed. I mean, there's a lot of people that pop up at Monster Factory. You don't know who. So, that's what I'm trying to say, dude. It's a really good wrestling school. It's produced people like Matt Riddle, Luke Gallows, Carly Anderson, Sheamus. Uh, you want more names? Dig into the archives. You can check out the World Famous Monster Factory for the mini docu series that was on the Fight Network and also now located on Vimeo and all the streaming services on the internet. So, folks, if you really want to go to a good wrestling school, I suggest Monster Factory. There's a plenty. Of, there are plenty of schools out there, but none can compare. To the world famous monster factory So moving forward with my theory Kyle O'Reilly And Randy Orton are two different Superstars Of different magnitudes And he's been called a tag team specialist Because he's been around Bobby Fish so long Now he finally gets a chance At a singles competition And it's the biggest one yet So I, You know, it's very, very interesting No I wouldn't, you know th- There's nothing that will not I won't put out of context And I'm gonna say this In professional wrestling You don't know how things are going to be booked until the night of, because NXT, I mean, main roster's starting to surprise a lot of folks with some of the stuff that's been going down, like Roman Reigns finally turning heel. Um, Bailey finally letting go on the microphone instead of holding back. Sasha, I don't know how to describe what she's doing, but, I mean, it's definitely... It's kinda not well no, I'll take a bet. With Sasha It's a hot and cold type thing. But at least they're fucking trying, folks. I mean without a crowd they're losing ticket sales, so the merchandise sold on the internet does help a lot. Anyways, back to my point. Kyle O'Reilly is a tag team specialist. So how do you match him with Finn Balor? I mean, is this going to be a grappling match? Is this going to be high flying? Because both can do both. They can both use submissions, they can both use their grappling ability, their high flying, ground and pound. I mean, if you think about it, Kyle O'Reilly is the most underrated worker. No, I don't think I would rank a guy who's been in the wrestling business for close to 16 years, you know, through Ring of Honor, Japan, oh my God, you know, Evolve, the guy has an extensive resume, so does Finn Balor, think on this, is this a fantasy matchup that fans had been wanting to see, I mean, Finn Balor has been on Raw, he's the first Universal Champion, I know the fucking war of words between fans. He never technically lost the championship, just like Curtis Axel never got eliminated at the Royal Rumble. I mean, I could bring up a lot of points to make this official because yes, dude, for sure think it would be a big deal because if Kyle O'Reilly wins the championship, my biggest theory yet today, except no I've had a lot of crackpot theories. What if Gargano was the guy behind the Alistair Black attack? What if what if Ciampa beats Gargano in a street fight. I bet she beat him one hand tied behind his back. I jokingly said that to Lady Lynn. I jokingly also predicted that Candace would turn. Did I know this shit? Look, by accident, do I know? Did I know that this was going to occur? No. It just. By the luck of the draw in professional wrestling when you sense that a group is going to just implode Feuded Era's been cracking you know they've been involved in the main event for so long is it time for a change? I can't answer that question because NXT Some people say, well, it's very predictable. We know who's going to win. Yeah, because you read the fucking dirt sheets. That's why you know who's going to win. It's not fun that way. Then people are like, well, we'll still watch it just to see if anything different happens. Also, to segue onto a different topic. With Taz at commentary, I wonder if that was a creative direction suggestion. You know, we need you at commentary because Tony's going to be in the back interviewing these people. It wasn't that Shivani is not a bad commentator. It's just Taz helps add flavor he's announced alongside JR before, so it's familiar voices announcing for wrestling. And what really helps stuff flow, folks, is when you add a little Brooklyn flavor into some stuff. And you don't relent. You don't hold back. You just give it the real. And that's exactly what Taz did. I didn't want to say good old Taz because that'd be taking a chunk out of JR's repertoire or out of his gimmick and what he does. What in the world? No. Did I just say that? Commentary table, yes. JR, it really... If you really think of what he has been doing over the last few years, regardless of whether it was WWE or when it was when he came back, you know, as a part of AEW as a talent scout as a as an agent, if you will. He's got a different flavor. If you get him going and he can tell a story, if you were blind, you could definitely see a visual of what J.R. describes as, you know, a pro wrestling match. When you've got Excalibur, it's kind of like, you know, he's the guy that will explain hold for hold, so... And also kind of screw it up just a little bit, but not too much. And then you have, uh, let's see here, Tony Schiavone. For years, all of us already know this shit, he announced in WCW and a little bit of uh, outside organizations like impact and whatnot. Shivani, I remember listening to him as a kid and I remember saying, okay, this guy can tell a story too with, you know, him getting excited at the commentary table. Why am I talking about commenting? Because if you don't have people that can voice out and actually describe the wrestling itself, the wrestling is going to turn into something very, very boring. Someone on NXT has got to step it up. Beth Phoenix, when she emphasizes something, it's not as good as Marvinello. It's definitely uh, not as appealing as, uh, whatchamacallit, Again, I don't know what happened to Wade Barrett. I honestly don't. So for those of you asking questions on Wrestle underscore radio, I I have not a clue. Just like I have not a clue about Nikki Cross and her status because her Twitter went entirely black. So honestly, guys, I don't know. But from experience of listening to wrestling announcers in the past, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, Those two had such a good contrast. And why? Bobby Heenan, who was the jokester, you know, the guy that he didn't really overpower Monsoon because Monsoon kind of held him back. Gordon Sully, you know, I Sometimes it's easy to pinpoint good commentating. Sometimes it's not. Tonight, like I said, Taz gave it the reel. He made it fun. From the stuff that I did hear him announcing, and it was, you know, mainly like the female, actually it was all night long. But, like I said, folks, sometimes... It's good to have a break from the normal. And tonight, Taz gave a break from the normal. So I'm going to switch back to <laughs> my theory about you know, Undisputed being the next Evolution story angle type thing. If you really think on it, is Adam Cole happy for Kyle O'Reilly? Is he? I mean, it would kind of be a wasted opportunity not to, but at the same time, if you break up Undisputed Era holy shit would the ratings drop into the fucking toilet. I say bring Imperium up there. Wait, if they do that, then Undisputed, if the crowd comes back, might actually turn them babyface, which would be extremely... Well, no, it wouldn't. It's already an awkward situation if you do that, because Undisputed has a lot of crowd power with the boom, Adam Cole, baby chance going off in every arena so now i i can see them breaking them up dude i just to answer your question kyle i just don't see them i mean i may be surprised i might not be surprised but i feel that vibration that someone is going to get their ass beat after the fact that he wins the title on Sunday. If he doesn't win the title on Sunday, is he going to get his ass beat? I don't know. That depends on the decision in which booker or promoter or basically to clean the brains decides hey we're pulling the plug and this is how we're doing it they do that all the merchandise sales going to be a state of shock and i i say this nicely If the decision is to make undisputed no more, who are you going to have to fill in for them? Are they going to be headed up to Maine? Are they... What's going to happen? Because as much as I hated the concept sometimes and I understood why they did it, because the crowd fucking ate it up. Everywhere you turned, it was like a new era of NWO mixed with DX mixed with the Four Horsemen. You know there was less size about these guys. They they weren't the biggest, and they weren't necessarily, you know, the greatest. Uh, uh, you know, size wise. But boy, Adam Cole and his feuds with Gargano. Adam Cole and his okay. Let's just put it: Adam Cole against the world. Because uh, um, I was there for several takeovers when he win, and I was there for the takeovers that he lost, and somehow in between that we had Andrade, C and Almas, and Aleister Black, and Aleister Black got you know called up to Maine, and well, speaking of Aleister Black. Um, for those upset about the entire changing of music thing, it's okay. I mean, shit happens. Maybe they might change it back. Maybe they won't, but who cares? You know, When we're getting entertainment and we're not being able to go to shows, we should really stop and think, yeah, the music sucks, but I'm all about him with his new attitude. I like this not, Alistair Black. Yeah, the music could revert what it was, but you, know, you wanted me to touch on that. But, yes, if Undisputed breaks up, what will happen? Also, Taz, fucking A, dude. That was an amazing job tonight on commentary. And I seldom, like I said, I seldom give compliments to AEW. I do like Chris Jericho. I don't mind some of the inner circle. It's just, again, I'm very up and down with my AEW shit when I review their stuff. But I have to review them because it's only fair. Does it make sense? Alright, so... If you didn't like what good old... Bre- Wait a minute, I have time. So AEW shows different shit obviously because they can going to have to in their two hour window now versus NXT I'm going to guess that AEW beats them in ratings The gander guess NXT stop I mean there's some things that could be worked on sure but that's every you know it depends on what you need need to work on so alright folks if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And two little bitches I got to get some rest. I got to get up early and get to that grind. So, um, yeah. I guess I should go to sleep.